Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in everyone to episode 88 of Cat Fish on Ice. This is Chad Vick, your host with the host Rich Al. We are vibing right out of the weekend. Right. Thanks for our national friend. Robbie. Uh, Robbie, Robbie. Rich. Rich, are you vibing right now? Come on now. Oh yeah. That's what all the cool kids say. All the cool kids Everybody's, say they're vibing. All the Preds fans are vibing right now, I would think. I mean, I mean you know. Riding a five-game win streak. Five-game winning, winning streak. They swept the road trip, which, hey, go back and listen to previous episodes last week. Neither myself or Rich will pretend to say that we thought the Preds would sweep that four-game road trip. Absolutely not. What did I say, Rich? Let's go ahead and refresh everyone. Or maybe you can, Rich. What did I say the Preds had to do on this four-game road trip for me to feel like I'm confident. Uh, win, all, win three out of four. Win three out of four. What did they proceed to do? They won four out of four, Chad. Yes. Yes, they did. <clears throat> you are correct on that, good sir. They and even so, won. Uh, they, even, they won the one that we thought would be tough. Sounds dry. They did. And so i got to sit here and say today, that uh, the National Predators, they proved something to me today, or this this four-game road trip, I should say. And I got to say, uh, they're toying with my heart right now. That's what they're doing. sure are. My Twitter was at the Devils game. That's cool. Yeah, that is good. That's, that's a cool game. I was in the house Friday night at the Devil get, Devils game. Well, that's a good game to be at, my Twitter. That was a good game. Because... I feel like the Devils have become the new Columbus Blue Jackets for us. Like, we just know how to play them. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, that four-game road trip was uh, surprising for me. Uh, You're probably a liar if you thought that the Preds, if you predicted that the Preds were going to win four in a row on that road trip, uh, you probably need to start gambling on some sports and win yourself uh, a lot of money because no one saw that. I would say so. Yeah. Um, yeah, nobody saw that. I didn't see that. I was actually hoping for two out of four, truthfully, if we're being honest right now. Well, the Rangers game was the game where we were like, okay, that's the opponent that is uh, probably superior to the Predators. But we'll get into yep. that game. We're going to actually recap the whole yeah. road trip in our opening faceoff tonight. But before we get into anything tonight on episode 88, we are located in Nashville. We are located very close to the devastating tornadoes that hit this region, hit a large region that <laughs> yeah. spanned over several states. And we cannot express enough our our uh, our prayers and our condolences to everyone who is affected tonight by the devastation by those tornadoes. 
Rich, you're in Kentucky. I'm yep. in Tennessee. We are both very fortunate. We didn't get hit by the mass devastation that these tornadoes laid out yep. on uh, late Friday night, early Saturday morning. But uh, uh, right across the Tennessee border into, mm-hmm. into Kentucky, there was devastation that you will not see um, yep. almost ever. And yeah. so our thoughts are with those people tonight. May, Mayfield, Kentucky was was flattened. One section of their town was just gone. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, Kyle Perkins is going to be on here. I think some tornadoes went through his part of where he lives, um, but not anything like Mayfield. And he he drove around. He actually sent us some videos of like, massive flooding like show like a, a cornfield was like totally submerged in water and like yeah. trees down and some barns down and stuff and it's just you know it's just scary really yeah. scary stuff and growing up growing up in the south i mean a lot of us we know that i mean you never think it can happen to you until it happens on your street yeah but this this tornado came across multiple states started in arkansas traveled over 200 miles and there were multiple tornadoes not just this one tornado but the point of this is our thoughts are with all those people and before we do anything tonight talking about hockey and trivial stuff like that right is we do want to share some ways that you can help those victims and those people who are struggling tonight who don't have a home to go to who lost a lot of personal items uh, this is the American spirit. This is what we do is we help mm-hmm. each other out during times yeah. of need. And so the main way you can help, and this is from the uh, governor of Kentucky, is to go to this website, HTTPS uh, forward slash secure slash Kentucky.gov slash form services slash finance slash WKY relief. That is the main way that you can help uh, victims of the Kentucky tornadoes. We will share those links on our social media pages. Also, of course, you can always go to the Red Cross. You can always find other ways that we have already shared on our social media page. Also, World Vision has a link that you can go to where you can donate blankets, mini refrigerators, heaters, solar lights, these are things that people need right now. Yep. So this is way above what we talk about normally, which is hockey and talking about wins and losses. None of that matters with what's nope. pe- what people are dealing with tonight. Yeah. So uh, we want to help any way we can. So we are going to share all those links. Please look up ways to help these uh, tornado victims. And uh, we'll bounce back like we always do in this country. Yeah. Uh, during uh, disasters like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Some food trucks from Kentucky, well, Louisville, um, actually went to Mayfield, some restaurants that are around around here. Um, yeah. Drove, made the trip down there. I think one of the restaurants said they, they served like 1,700 meals today or something like that. So, and when yeah, see, everybody helps out. It's awesome. Yep. And when you see volunteers come out like this and do these things, it really restores your hope. You hate that you have to see a tragedy like this, 
to, right. to notice this type of stuff, but this type of stuff happens every day in oh, this yeah. country. Mm-hmm. So uh, kudos to all those people out there that are helping these victims yep. out. You are a true American hero, the people that are out there uh, helping out. Much so with that said, let's get into episode 88 of Catfish on Ice. Our opening face-off tonight is going to be all about the four-game road trip. We're going to recap it. We're going to give our feelings about how does that change our season <laughs> outlook because me and Rich both did not feel – we were cautiously optimistic. That's what we keep saying, right, Rich? Yep, said that multiple times. Yes, absolutely. Multiple times. That's fair. That's a very fair thing to say. Just so we're it's down recap- on record. We want to make sure it's on record. Yes. That we, that we were not overly excited. Yes. Fair fair to say. So, we have our buddy Max Greenberg, who is a fellow Predlines.com contributor. He just got done with his semester at Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. And so, he is wants to join the podcast. We said, come join. Come get come in on, on it. He is a very good Preds fan. He knows his stuff. He's going to give his thoughts on the team, some team MVPs of the season so far. We are also going to give our thoughts on that. And also, he is going to talk about these rumblings about Evander Kane. Very Mm. polarizing topic. Uh, I would say a vast majority of fans want nothing to do with him. I don't blame those fans for feeling that way. And so, we're going to get into that. But also, are the Preds in the market? For adding any players right now. Max Greenberg is going to talk about it. And then, of course, it's Monday. So Kyle Perkins has Perks Picks coming for us. He's given us a preview of what he's got in store for us. And can I already tell you, Charlie Sheen (laughs) somehow has to do with this. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know. You know Kyle. Yeah. So here's... Here's a Justin Gambino. He's in the in the uh, fantasy our fantasy league. Here's yes. his response. Here's his response to Evander Kane. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's a very fair response, Justin. That's very what fair everybody response. says. We're gonna get into it with Max, with our buddy yeah. Max Greenberg. We're gonna get into it, and yeah. then we will, of course, end the episode with NHL quick hitters, yeah. like we always do. Rich, before we let Max Greenberg join. Let's go ahead and start with this road trip and recap it right now. Uh, Four-game road trip, they beat the Red Wings, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers. Now, let me preface this by saying, only two of those four wins do I consider against a quality opponent. Agreed. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. Even though we both said the Islanders felt like a trap game. It did. And you look at the score, they only won – well, really all these except for the Detroit game, they won by one goal. So, yeah. I mean, all those teams that were on there, you know, they all put up a good – Detroit really didn't put up a good fight. But um, Well, you know, you know what's crazy about this road trip is that they strung together four games where I felt like – I feel like – they played to their identity perfectly. They did not shy away from it. And all four wins, I don't feel like they backed their way into a win. I think that they played their style perfectly, which is that physical, 
I'm going to bust you in the mouth. It's not going to be pretty at all times, but we're still going to figure out a way to win. We're going to frustrate you. We're going to annoy you. You're going to want to fight us. We'll fight back. And we're still going to figure out a way to win. They did fight back. Yeah. So when I was watching the New York game, so watching the way they played in that game, had they lost that game, I would have obviously been disappointed, but I would have been fine because of the way they played. If they put forth that effort every night, even if they lose, I'll be pretty happy because they played a really good game. Um, lots of hits. They they suffocated New York. Um, Chris Mason had a good point about um, when New York did have the puck, the Predators just put the clamps on them. And by the time they were able to even get the puck out of their defensive zone, they're they're so tired they had to have a shift change. So, you know, mm-hmm. they need to do that. That's their MO. Night. That every is the night. predators. That is the predators' identity is yeah. playing that way, frustrating yep. the other team, making them not play their own style. Which I will say, the Islanders game, the Islanders are a mess right now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure it out. They are probably the biggest disappointment in the entire league. You probably got some other candidates in there too. But I feel like the Islanders are one of the biggest disappointments in the from, league. Yeah. No one expected them to be this bad. Mm-mm. Especially for how good they played in the playoffs. So out of these four wins, I think me and Rich will both say that it's probably the Rangers game that's the most impressive. Yeah. But that I'm Red Wings be. game also really, really rings true as an impressive win because the Red Wings were flying hot. At that time, they've got a lot of young, exciting players, including Lucas Raymond. And the Preds kind of started this road trip off on a bang by taking care of business in very convincing fashion Yep, by beating the Red Wings in that first game of this four-game road trip. Yes, and it was um, Tolvanen got a goal. Yossi got to go. Johansson got to go. All the people who, you know, we were excited to see Tolvanen, you know, start to mm-hmm. get some steam going. Um, Cousins even got in on the action. Dante Fabro got an empty netter. I mean, yeah, it was just a good, good uh, dominating game, which is what we like to see. Um, and let's talk about this on the road trip. It makes this road trip even more impressive as far as anytime you sweep a four game road trip, you don't need any extra. Uh, stuff to make it impressive. It's already impressive as it is. But this is what makes this road trip even more impressive. The Preds were missing UC Soros in the first two games. David Riddick had to start. Yep. And he, I'm not taking anything away from David Riddick, but the team defense in front of him also played very well. They did. They protected him well. And then the last two games of the road trip, they were missing Matt Duchesne. Yep. And and had to they had to call up Matt Luff. No one knew yep. what to expect from Matt Luff. Yep. And against the Rangers, they were missing Johansson. So Exactly. That's huge. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think uh John Hines or somewhere I read on um I don't remember if it was an interview or something, but they said that they're all playing for each other now. They're not playing, you know, for themselves. They're not, you know, trying to do too much on their own. They're playing for each other, and that's that's evident. That's totally what they evident. did. Yeah. 
It's awesome. We've been seeing that for a while now. It's kind of been gradually building up. Is you're seeing the Predators build into a team that plays for each other. I want to yep. put a spotlight on on this play uh, from the Rangers game, where you see Luke Cunning take a really it's a legal hit, but it's oh, yeah. a very very brutal hit. Yep. I and I that. called this out. I said, "No one get mad about this. This is a legal hit." And what did you see happen? You saw immediately Yakov Trenin come in re- ready to have his back. Yep. Absolutely. That's what they and do. It, yeah. That's and what it they was all a legal do. hit. It was a legal hit. Like, you can't get mad about it. Yeah. Here's a good uh, point from – oh, yeah. Mike Twitter says, when the Devils were on the power play, I felt like the Preds had the main advantage. Yes, that's true. Justin Gambino said, um, can't believe the Devils couldn't take advantage of Preds team missing Ekholm, Duchesne, and Sissons. That's true. The Devils, well, you know, the, they're they're pretty tough too sometimes, but yeah, they just they couldn't handle, well, handle the, the Predators. So the Preds handled some teams over this road trip, especially the Rangers, who are very much on the fence, maybe. Like you're not sure if you want to believe in them or not. Yeah. I kind of put the Rangers outside of that. The Rangers, everyone feels like they're good enough to make some things happen in the playoffs. The other uh, three teams, they're very much fringe playoff teams like the Predators are. Yeah. So, so the Rangers right now, Rangers are sitting at third in their division, 39 points. So, yeah, I mean, they're no joke. So, very, very big win. That's for sure. Very. And you don't see 1-0 shutouts in that. And – in the mm-hmm. NHL these days, very often. No, you don't. And, you know, they're on a five-game win streak. Last I checked, well, I actually checked it this morning, they've got the longest win streak going in the NHL right now. I think the next one is like four games, so that's pretty awesome to see. Well, they've won six of their last seven, and this yep. is starting the stretch when they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 6 nothing. And then if you really want to get technical about it, the uh, 2-0 shutout loss to the Bruins, the game you were at, Rich, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, They played very well and ran into a great goaltender. They did. So you want to talk about a seven-game stretch where the Preds are showing us something? This is your stretch right here. Yeah, but now the rest of December, there's some tough games, so they're they're definitely going to be tested. They proved – they proved that they can play, you know, taking on the Rangers. They they proved that they can play a better team and win. Well, now they're going to have many more opportunities in December to prove that. So, yeah, got Colorado coming in. Or, yeah, they're coming in. And Carolina, Florida, they're playing the Washington Capitals in Washington. Yeah, some, some big games, so. For big. sure. All right, so. We got our first guest of the night, and that is our buddy Max Greenberg joining us. Add him to the stream right now. Let's get him in here. What's up, guys? How are we doing? I'm good. Awesome. Fresh off, fresh uh, home from school, huh? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So Max just came out of Wake Forest. Yep. Fresh off, he's got his prayers on. What what press jersey is that, Max? Uh, lighten us on what Yossi. jersey you're wearing tonight. Yossi. The Yos. That's this is awesome. my main one. Very cool. 
Well, that's you a good to one the, to have. That's uh, that is a good one. We've talked about we've talked about jerseys before, like what jersey is safe to be wearing right now. We've that all one. agreed <laughs> that wearing a Roman Yossi jersey is a safe safe. It's about as safe as you can get at any time, and he's always he's always doing something for us. Yeah, unless you so can Max, pick up so a Pecorino one. Yes. So Max, tell tell us how you're doing, man. I know you. I know you. Uh, been uh, you just finish up a semester at Wake Forest. Wake yep. Forest has a uh, really good football team. We so uh, congratulations on that Thank one. You. No, it's been. Now, it's been, it's been well, quite now it's a hectic semester. Press talk though. No, it is. It's been a heck of a semester, but now I can focus on the Preds for a few weeks. I was supposed to go to the game tomorrow night, but that's not going to happen anymore because the Flames got COVID. That's a bummer. Yeah. And we, we were going to sit in the Lexus lounge. It was going to yeah. be a great time. My, my mom said that she might um, fly me in for that, but if it gets postponed to another date when I'm back at school, but we'll see it happens. Oh, that's cool. That'd be good. Cool. This, uh, this is the uh, second game that the Preds have had postponed. They've kind of dodged yeah. the uh, the bullet when it comes to COVID postponements this season. So uh, we still haven't even gotten a, a, a rescheduled date for the Ottawa game mm-hmm. that was postponed. So we'll have to wait and see how long this takes. My – I mean, it's pretty easy to understand that most likely – these games are going to have to be made up in February. I was going to say the same thing. Chunk of the calendar, yes. Where the NHL plans to go to the Olympics, and it's just looking I don't more think, and more I don't grim. Think they will. Yes, yeah, it's not going to happen. Most likely, that's why we have to replace all these games. The, I said something where the quarantine can be up to five weeks if someone tests positive. Like you can't, yeah. you can't do that in the middle of the season. No, you absolutely can't. not. It's just not and looking was, good. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. That was what was funny about Calgary. They said <clears throat> that uh, they didn't even fly to Chicago because if they would have right. went to Chicago and got caught with COVID, they wouldn't have been able to go back into the country for several weeks. So they just decided to pack it in and stay home. So smart, smart mm-hmm. move. All right. So we got Max Greenberg joining us. He is a contributing writer for Predlines.com. He just put up a new article on Predlines tracking yeah. the top five team MVPs of the season. That's actually going to be a, a segment later in our uh, episode, but let's go ahead and ask uh, Max, what are your top five MVPs of the team? So do you want me to um, do? Do you want you to um, give an explanation for each one, or just say like what I think the MVPs are? Go in any order you want, man. This is, this is totally your. This is totally okay. yours. And so number five, I have Philip Forsberg, and really only because he was injured for three weeks, so. Just by default, he's made a little less of an impact than everyone else. But he's so far in this year. I mean, we I feel like we say this every year because he seems to start out hot. But he's this has been his hottest start to the year so far. I and mean, if he keeps this up, he's got eleven. I believe it's eleven goals in eighteen games. Is that right? That sounds right. Eighteen or nineteen? I. It's something like that. But no, he's on absolute absolute fire, and he has to prove it in a contract year. And you know, it's going to be. Hey, we always say this every week. But it's going to be interesting to see does David Poyo want to resign him or not. I mean, we're going. He could argue any way, but it's, he's just making us think more and more and more. And he's, it looks like we're going to have to pay up to keep him if we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I tend to agree with you. It's it's hard to put him too high up on the on the team MVP list just because he missed those games. But when he's played, let's not forget here. So he's actually played 19 games this season. Mm. Uh, yes. But he is actually on a little bit of a goal drought here for his standards. He's yeah. not scored a goal in four games. 
over the entire four-game road trip that we're just talking about. That's that crazy. The Preds somehow managed to win all four games. They did not get one goal from Philip Forsberg. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that gives you a little bit more craziness uh, in terms of somehow Preds figured out a way to uh, to sweep a road trip like this, which doesn't happen very often. And uh, they didn't even get a goal from their top guy, Philip Forsberg. That that's true. And then my um, my next MVP is Roman Yossi. And again, the reason I, I said in the article, really the reason I have him so low, and I'll just say this: I am as big of a Roman Yossi fanboy as everyone. I talk about him way too much <laughs> with my friends at school. Everyone, I talk about the Preds too much anyway. But I I'm as big of a Yossi fan as there is. But what I said in the article is what every year he seems to be doing this and. We've had some bad years when he's playing at this level. You know, he's the he's the best player on this team, but I think him playing at this level does not make the difference on our team that some of these other players that we're about to mention do. That's that's just right. I feel like that some people I think might say put him a little low, but that's just the way I saw it because we know we're going to get this from Yossi. So it's like a uh, we just expect it now from him. Like he pretty just, much that's that's, yeah. that's pretty much where I'm at with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so to kind of like. Talk about that. I was surprised. I'm surprised right now that you have Roman Yossi. I read your article way before we went on live tonight. It was a really good article. And this is subjective here. I mean, come on now. Like, I mean, like, we're ranking top five MVPs. But uh, I was kind of surprised, Max, that you had Roman Yossi all the way back at number four. Yep. Just based on, I mean, if you take Roman Yossi off this lineup, the Preds are probably – I mean, I don't. Oh, I think they might bad. be as bad as the Blackhawks. I mean, I'm just gonna say it right now. They'd be down there with them, probably. I thought about that, but the one thing I also thought of when I wrote that article, and I got this, what I'm gonna say is a two week stretch. But the, when the Preds started to turn their season around last year, that was in mid March. That was when Yossi was out of the lineup. Hmm. That's true. That's true. So, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's, that's a very my, good point. That, that was my thought process there. And number well, three. I mean, it's it, it's a tough call to well, it's a tough call to make, Max. As well, it's a really tough question to answer because you've got so many players outside of just five. So we're mm-hmm. asking oh, yeah. you to list the top five when you can really go past five players that have Absolutely really true. stepped up their game. So this is a really tough question. Yeah. So I'll go into number three. Number three, I had UC Soros, and I mean, what's what's more to say about UC Soros? He's been it's it's a it's such a good thing we got that contract signed with him in the offseason <laughs> because it, had we waited on that we, we could be on the hook for i think almost double money he's playing that well and, and i said in the article in his last um six starts he has his only two shutouts of the year i believe his gaa is something like it's like 1.49 and his goals against yeah and then his save percentage is above 0.94 yeah I mean, for the he, last five or six he, yeah. he's the backbone of this team and I mean, I'll admit, I had some question about can he keep keep consistency as the season goes. And right now, he's answering every question and then some. And if he's going to continue to improve in, in the season like he has in previous seasons, how good could this guy be in, like, February? Yep. And in the beginning of the season, he was hovering around, like, top five goaltender um, in, the, in the league. So, you know, he's definitely kept them in some games. There's been multiple opportunities where – had he not been there, they would have lost. Uh, well, just big saves he's made. Well, that's kind of what we're waiting on. Like, and Rich touches on this all the time: is 
He's he can be streaky at times. Yeah. And so now we're hoping, okay, normally he get he streaks into this great goaltender late in the season. Right. Now we're getting some really good play from him early in the season. Right. This Preds team can't afford for him to reverse that and be terrible late down the stretch. But uh, and we saw last year with the difference it made when he was on his game and when he was not. Oh yeah. Yeah, he sure did. It was, it was night and day. It was. And he's, All right, go with number two, yeah. Max. Number two. I really, really, really struggled here. I You could make a case for either of these players I'm about to mention. Number two, I put Mikhail Granlin. And, I mean, he, he's been the – he's been – I believe he, it was, he's tied for fourth in the league in assists. And if you look at some, of the, right. he's, at some of the assists he's made – especially in that game against the Blue Jackets for Forsberg at four goals. I just remember watching the fourth goal of the game. He passes it between his legs, I believe, or makes it was – I know it was a no-look behind. I don't know if it went through his legs or not, but it was a no-look behind pass mm-hmm. that Forsberg had an easy tap. And in the fifth goal, he, it was it was from the blue line, and he threaded the needle across the defense. It was just incredible. And, and some of the assists he's made are just – I mean, it's not just that he's getting the assists. Just some of the assists he's getting – have been sensational. You you have to go back and watch. There's multiple instances where I could look and say, Mikhail Granlin has made some great plays. You know, what I can't talk about the Nashville Predators without talking about John Hines, and I'm critical of them, very critical of them. But one of the best decisions he's made as coach of the Predators has putting Granlin at center. Ever since he's yeah. done that, he's been able to thrive, distribute the puck. That's what he's good at. When he was playing under Peter Laviolette, he really never did that because he wasn't put in that situation. Now with the opportunity to be in cent- at center and, and beating the puck to, Gre- to Forsberg and Duchesne, he's playing so well. And he's finally found his groove in Nashville that he's been waiting to find. That's a really good point. Two and a half Max. years. Max, that's a really good point you bring up about moving him to center and playing under John Hines because Granlund was not effective at all uh, under LaViolette no. uh, when the mm-hmm. trade first happened. And then it took some time under Hines, for that matter, for him to yeah. really figure it out. So I really like that you bring that up, that he has moved to center, his, and he's at the center position. He's able to, to distribute the puck with that line of Philip Forsberg, Mikael Granlin, and Matt Duchesne. And it's just – it's I mean, once we, we need to get Matt Duchesne back in the lineup, but that's your line. That is your yeah. money maker oh, yeah. line. Yes, right now that, yeah. that 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 line might besides putting Grant at center, that line might be one of the best choices he's made. That they're absolutely thriving, and they're. Here's a question: If we had a line like that in 2017 or 18, might have that been enough to put us over the top? I think about well, that all the time this year. That's possible. Let's not think about that. Let's not think about <laughs> the fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. That's, yeah, that's, that's gonna make us all. That's gonna make all of our heads hurt. Well, if you look right. at if you look at Granlin's points, he's got 27 points right now. If he can keep up this pace for the rest of the season, he's going to start hovering into those numbers when he was at Minnesota. I'm just going to say that. Oh yeah, like yeah. If and that and that's good. That's like and that's, that's what we wanted when we got him. That's a six. Yeah. That's a 60 plus point score, Rich. It is. Well, he he's at 27 right now, and we're not even at halfway point. So it's looking good. All right, could, uh, with that, with that, let's get Max's uh, top team MVP. Because before we get after you get done with this, we gotta still get to some more spicy oh, yeah. topics. With yeah. You. Oh yeah. Number one, the man who everyone expected to be the difference maker, who's brought him to be two years ago. Matt Duchesne is finally finding his place on the Preds. He's 
He's the team leader in goals. And he, I truly believe it. I, I said this in the article. When he is on the ice and he's on top of his game, he's the biggest threat on this offense. When you look at his ability to shoot the puck, but also distribute it, I've, I've been more impressed with some of the passes he made, he's yes. made. I remember in the game against the Devils, the third goal, he had he found Granlin in front, a great pass. He had a, he had a re- really great assist in the Blues game earlier this year. In the first goal they had against the Red Wings or on the power play, it was just an absolutely incredible pass. You, This guy is finding ways to be consistent. The key is, you know, he's great when he's on his game, but he has to be consistent. And he's been consistent this year. And another, yet another reason why that line is doing so well. And that, that, that was my rationale behind the MVPs because, well, we've had great defense. We've had great goaltenders. We've needed these guys who are going to light it up offensively. And so far, Duchesne has done that not only on the goal sheet, but on the assist sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, one thing figured out. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chad. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Rich. I was oh. just going to say stick handling real quick has been really, really strong. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I was going to talk about, too. So, like, once he figured out – we talked about it with Kyle Perkins once. Like, he would go down – against the boards like behind the net and get pinched off and like just getting get himself into trouble but apparently he's figured out what he needs to do because he just does not like obviously he he does lose the puck every once in a while but like he has some really good stick handling to get himself out of some bad situations and it's either he's going to shoot or he's going to like have a really nice pass so and when you have the puck on your stick that often, you're bound to turn it over every once in a while. Absolutely, yeah. But I think he he's figured out how to how to not get pinched on the boards, which is really that was my main complaint with him. And he's hasn't done that in a very long time that I can remember. So it's awesome. And he's been and also Matt Duchesne has been very decisive in when he wants yes. to shoot. He's uh, I feel like when he first got to the Preds, he was very uh, indecisive. Sometimes he would try to make the perfect decision and it would just blow up in his face. Now he's being more decisive in making the goaltender make a save, uh, more decisive with his skating into the zone, and it's showing. Yep. We got Justin Gambino here with a comment. Duchesne, when he is carrying the puck into the zone and just maintaining possession in the corners, and getting separation to set up in the zone is amazing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very good yeah, observation. Not much more to there say there. Justin. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that was good. That that, Justin, that's a perfect. Justin Gambino, that's a perfect way to uh, round out that segment. All right, that's Max Greenberg's top five MVPs. Max, I hope you stay tuned in the episode because we will. Me and Rich got our top five MVPs as well. Okay. Uh, before we get to that, though, we got got to get to oh, the boy spicy stuff with you yeah. and that is of course uh evander kane he is on the market he can go shop for evander kane right now and apparently according to a lot of reports uh the preds they're window shopping right now they're i'll call it window shopping they're not That's like gonna, they don't got their credit card out yet they're not like gonna swipe the card yet but they are definitely window shopping and Evander Kane is a polarizing player for a lot of good reasons why he's a polarizing player. Max, give us your thoughts on the possibility of the Preds scouting Evander Kane in his first AHL game. So I'll just probably stay just right from the bat. I absolutely do not want um, much trading for him. It, it, trading for him because even if it's a reduced salary, number one, 
him having all the baggage he has, it, it's, it's too much with um, if that if it's that much of a commitment because I believe he still has three years on his contract after this one. And I don't even at reduced salary, I don't want to be on the hook for a guy long term like that. And really, and also it doesn't make sense for us to get him because he's a type of player who you want to put on team to win now. And while the Preds are playing well right now, don't fool, don't let it fool you. This team is still going in another direction with their their team because they traded Ryan Ellis this summer. They traded Victor Robinson. You have to stay committed. Mm-hmm. And and you know, to me, only if it was a contract similar to Tony D'Angelo's where it was like a one-year prove-it deal, which may or may not happen because I feel it seems like the Sharks only want to trade him at, at reduced salary because that's all they're going to get for him. But like Evander Kane, I just he, I don't want him because of all the all the negativity he brings and because he's a win-now player and we're not a win-now team. We're better off just letting or you develop and letting that happen than adding another guy because we're just we you don't want to jump the gun on your on on your transition. Yeah. I think even if uh, Vander Kane didn't have all the baggage, I still would not be on board with it. Because, for one, you're going to retain at least half of his salary. Uh, the, the San Jose Sharks have already come out and said, we're willing to retain half of his salary. Well, he's a $7 million a player a year. And yeah. he still is a long-term deal through 2024, 25, I believe. Uh, and you you are taking a good chance – that you're going to disrupt this locker room that's suddenly building all this chemistry. A team like the Preds, baggage or no baggage, makes no sense. Yeah, completely agree. Hmm. So real quick before we let you go, Max, first of all, Rich, how do you feel about it? We want to get your thoughts on this, Rich. Well, I was going to play devil's advocate and say something like maybe he's turned his life around, he's going to be a better player, but there's just no way of knowing. It's a big, huge gamble. Um, I wouldn't mind his 56 points he had in 2018 and 2019, though. That's pretty strong. So, But it would be tough to slot him in somewhere. And like you said about the chemistry, it's they really don't need – Well, and there's – I mean, the problem is, Rich, there's no guarantee that he's not – that he's just going to magically fit into this locker room. It takes absolutely. time. And, yeah. and then you add on the baggage on top of that, it could blow up yeah. in your face. And I'm sure there are plenty of players in that locker room who don't want a Vander Kane in their locker room. I would. It has, it has to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has the too only... many bad variables. I'm sure a team's going to take a bite on him. I can oh, see yeah. Boston taking a bite on him. I know that Toronto sent a uh, scout there. And also, before, let's round out the segment with this. Just because teams sent scouts there doesn't mean they're. No. No, even remotely no. interested. I even saw a really good post uh, saying, like, look, sometimes these scout meetings are set up way in advance, and so they're going to go regardless because yeah. you are going to go to these AHL games, and e- maybe they scheduled this meeting before they even knew that Evander Kane was going to be there. That's yeah. true. So that's possible, too. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and I, I – Go ahead, Max. Go ahead. I would say I've been a proponent of David Poyle for a long time, and I've did everything I can to say, try find not find a reason to fire this guy. But if he traded for Evander Kane, even at half salary, I'd really start to question, like, is this the guy we need for, for this team right now? Yeah. Yeah, and what I was going to say was, um, you know, we're riding high on this five-game win streak, but the Predators are still – there's a little bit of fragility in the team, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, 
things could go south real quick is what I'm saying. And you don't want to add, uh, you don't want to help that along. Uh, so I just think it would be a bad move to do something like that. Now, if we wanted to have a conversation about Jake DeBrusque, that might be something I would, that I would kind of get on board with. with. But yeah, that's another, that's another topic. <laughs> that's another topic. You're muted, Chad. You're, you're muted. Chad, we um, can't hear you. You're muted. There you go. He's still muted. There it is. There you go. There Nine it is. is. All right. Can you hear me now, Max? We can. Yes, we can hear you. Gosh, I got muted here. Maybe it's because I'm that? not like, <laughs> oh, who muted me? I'm looking around. I'm going for... crazy. You know, I'm muted myself. Max, I appreciate you. Well, I, I see it now. Max, man. Max, I appreciate you joining the podcast. We really appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. No problem. Definitely. Good to see you. Thank you. All right, man. I muted myself, Rich. How'd you manage that? that was I don't the know. Craziest thing I, I, seen. I guess. <laughs> did you mute me from Kentucky, man? Just be honest. I did not do that. I would never do that. Mike you must have said says he hears me. Crazy. Did you say something crazy? You I were muted. Say, <laughs> I do say you, crazy stuff a lot, though. Maybe you said something crazy. Maybe Hockey Podcast Network caught you. Maybe there's a delay and they caught you saying something crazy. Maybe. I hate that happens. All right, so we were just talking to Max about his top MVPs. What are your top MVPs, Rich? We'll run through them. So number five, I have UC Soros. So I made some notes. Um, He's top 15 goaltender in the league. He's having the best year of his career so far. And like I said a little bit ago, um, without him, the Preds would be sunk. Um, He's made saves to keep him in the games. And – yeah, I, I just think that it would be uh, definitely a lot different um, record-wise if he wasn't yeah. on the ice. That's for sure. Who's your? Do you have him ranked, or you just got him like? I do have him ranked. I did. I did share this. Uh, I shared this like after the uh, Rangers game. Like I was pretty fresh on it, thinking about it. I'm like, who would be my top MVPs? Yeah, and. I'm pulling it up right now to make sure I don't mess it up here. But uh, I was totally surprised by Max that he had Roman Yossi <laughs> so Yossi. far back. Yeah. So number five for me was UC Soros because I don't think UC – he's been good. He's been solid. Yeah. But he has not been the sole reason, in my opinion, that the Preds are where they're at right now. Yeah. He's been good. He's in my top five. But he's not – he's at number five for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so number four, I've got Ryan Johansson. Um, I put, I, I wrote down the best he's looked in years, and that's a fact. He's playing with a purpose. Um, he likes the, the line mates he's with uh, on on every night, and he's bought into the system. I think he's playing really well. So I would say give him a number four spot. Ryan Johansson's not even in my top five, Rich. Oh wow! Hmm. Although he has played well. But he's yeah. not in my top five. All right. Yeah. Number Who's four number for four? me is Philip Forsberg. Uh, I think Max had Philip Forsberg at number four as well. Am I correct? I think so. I think so. Yep. Somewhere around there. Uh, I kind of lean with his thinking. Uh, Forsberg had missed some games. 
he hasn't scored a goal in the last four games over that road trip. So that goes you right to show you right there that the Preds aren't just leaning on Philip Forsberg. The fact that he didn't score a goal in four straight games and the Preds still won all four of those games, that has to tell you something right there. But Forsberg is still playing a really good game, a good season. Yep. He's got 18 points in 19 games. That's pretty damn good. He's number four on my uh, top five Preds team MVPs. Yep. Who's um, your number three? Matt Duchesne. We agree what, there, Rich. What I else? Got Matt Duchesne at number three, too. Yeah. What else can you say about Matt Duchesne right now? Um, playing the best he's played in Nashville, that's for sure. Um, just this is his best season so far. Out of all the ones he's been here, this is this is the best one. So I'm yeah. really happy to well, see put, him doing what he's doing. I put him a number three, but I had my top three were really tough to to sort out, but I just cannot get over how how perfect Mikel Granlin has been in distributing the puck oh, yeah. and generating all the good things that happen on that line. Yes, he's not necessarily scoring all the goals, but if you're watching the Preds play right now, a good majority of the game of the good stuff that's happening right now is because of Mikael Granlin's ability to find open shooters, and a lot of those a lot of those great opportunities are going to Philip Forsberg. Yep, I agree. Roman Yossi's my number one. I could not believe that Max – I love Max Greenberg. Yeah. He's a great guy. He knows his team. I could not believe that Max Greenberg had Roman Yossi all the way back at number yeah. four, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe Yossi. that. Roman, got... Roman Yossi's my team MVP until yeah. further notice. I, it's going to be really yeah. hard to supplant yeah. him. Yeah. Roman Yossi off this team. Yeah. They're he's, a mess. He's my number He's my number one as well. He's the tied for second best defenseman in the league right now. And if you take everything into account and not points, he's a shoe in right now for the Norris, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. He's my top MVP. But to be fair, Max Greenberg had Matt Duchesne. I don't think that's a bad pick because no. Matt Duchesne has played a very big role in the Absolutely. Predators being where they're at right now. So I don't think that's a horrible pick by Max at all. Nope. But you're really, really going to have to do something crazy and special for mm -hmm. me to take Roman Yossi out of that top slot. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%. We got Max Greenberg – or not Max Greenberg. He already joined us. We got Kyle Perkins joining us for uh, Burst Picks coming up really soon. Um. We are also presented by DraftKings, of course, as always. And we appreciate all of our listeners for uh, getting in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, everyone. We got the NFL season going on right now, of course. We got, uh, what is it, uh, Monday Night Football going on right now. And all you got to do right now is bet $1 on any team to score and you win a hundred dollars in free bets it's that simple at the DraftKings Sportsbook app download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code THPN bet one dollar on any team to score and 
win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager is required. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And if the sportsbook is not available in your state, then there is Daily Fantasy to also get in on the action. So please go do that, everyone. And you won't regret it if you did because it's free money, right, Rich? That's what you say all the time, free money. I muted myself that time. What is happening what right now? We- why are we muting? What are we other? doing? This is episode eighty-eight, and we're making mis- like rookie mistakes. Rookie mistakes. Luckily, the predators aren't making rookie mistakes like we are. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. So, uh, so we both had Roman Yossi as our top MVPs. Yep. Deserving how, are you Rich about, uh, how are you feeling about Rich? How are you feeling right now on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being most confident that Roman Yossi wins the Norris Trophy this year? I'm I'm at about an 8. I think I'm pretty confident for him. Uh, he's he's awesome. He's second in the league, like I said, right now. So if he can keep that up, he's a shoe-in for sure. Because if you look at <clears throat> you look at like where the Rangers are, you look at where the Rangers are, and if like Adam Fox, like if you took him out of the mix, they'd probably be okay. And we've said this before multiple times. You take Roman Yossi out of the mix for the Predators, not good. It would be bad. So I don't know. Right, Kyle? I'm on bad. a scale yeah. of a, Roman Yossi gone bad, bad. Yes, that's a bad time. Wait, wait, wait. All right, so uh, Kyle is in, uh, Kyle's, uh, I guess he's in Bridgestone Arena tonight, apparently. He's at the bridge. background here. Yeah, I was trying something. I wanted to see if it would work. So it, it looks is. like That's it pretty badass, there. dude. That's actually pretty damn cool. Yeah. It looks like you're there, so, kind of. Yeah. Um, I've got some more stuff I'm going to try. I need a green screen. Uh, so look at you. I'm you a know, nerd. I can't help it. Than Hey, it looks way better than my background in my living room. I'll tell you that. I got my Christmas tree. I like your Christmas tree. That's pretty Yeah, cool. that was awesome. It was very cool. But All nice right, so surprise. you're at an eight. Sure. So Rich is at a scale of one to ten on the confidence of Roman Yossi winning his second Norris Trophy. You're an eight. I'm at like a five just because I feel like Cal McCarr or Adam Fox or one of them is just going to swoop in and uh, – take it over him uh kyle where are you at on do you think he's had a has a pretty good chance on a scale of one to ten where are you at on it i think it depends a whole lot on where the team ends up uh i would say about a eight there you Uh, go just because he's so high up in points and his defense is still good uh he's he's more of a total package than some of the there, a lot of defenders have become one-trick ponies. They, mm-hmm. they, they just play offense, and that you can't, you don't see them coming back and diving and 
making plays and everything else to play actual defense. They're just an extra forward out there. So I think in the – and this is just me because I know it, the awards typically go to the most points is the best. So It's not supposed to, but – It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be for the does. best defenseman. But it typically goes to the most points. But he's doing well in that area too, so yeah, I think it's he's got a good shot at it. It's supposed to go to the defenseman who has the biggest impact on their team. So, like, the year that Yossi won it, everybody was, you know, thinking uh, John Carlson was going to win it. And, you know, we pointed it out then, like I just did now. If you take John Carlson out of the mix in the for the Capitals, they're going to be fine. So, yeah, that wouldn't uh, be that much. Of, that's not that great of an impact. Yeah, he had a lot of points or whatever. But you take Yossi off the Predators, bad. That just equals bad. So, yeah, the, he has a huge impact. Yeah, last year when Yossi was hurt after the Dallas game, even though uh, Nashville still played decently after that game, for the mm-hmm. few games he was out, you could definitely tell a difference oh, yeah. in the team. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into Perks picks. I know that we have uh, Charlie Sheen reference in this one, so uh, can't wait for this one. Well, That's crazy. I, it, it's all over the place, boys, I'm telling you. I like it. Speaking of which – um, our first one starts off with a little bit of Shakespeare. <laughs> All right. I told you. I'm here for it. And it's from Henry the Six. It says, oft have I heard that grief softens the mind and makes it fearful and degenerate. Think therefore on revenge and cease to weep. <laughs> All right. And that would be Zachary LaRue and Luke Evangelista getting snubbed by the yeah. Canadian World Junior Team. Oh, Yeah. I can I can understand Larue because of his per, uh, personality traits, but his performance is up there. Evangelista I don't really understand at all uh, with the year he's had, and then in their uh, game that they had right before uh, they picked the team, he scored. <laughs> so uh, that's crazy. I was I was really surprised to see Evangelista get left off. Uh, twenty goals, twenty assists, one point nine <clears throat> points per game. What more do you want out of a kid? I don't know. Good question. That's, so I, I, holy crap! Hold on, guys. You're not going to believe what I'm getting ready to show you on screen here. Look at that. Hello, hello. From Norway. Hello from Norway. Hello. Eric, are you kidding All me right, right now? That is yeah. that's awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. And Eric, I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name because I'll butcher it. But welcome to the podcast, and we really appreciate having you. We'll try to get Chad to say uh, Igor Shosturkin later. Oh, I missed <laughs> no, that. I please no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Welcome to the podcast, Eric from Norway. Yeah, Uh, man, that's awesome. A beautiful country. Uh, And and thank you so much for joining the podcast. Yes, thank you. Go ahead, Kyle. Perks picks. So, if you want to pronounce something, you can try to pronounce the next pick, which is a a Russian word. Oh, gosh. No, please no. (laughs) um, When Trenin 
had his fight with Chara the other day. Oh, yeah. You go on Trennan's Instagram, and he's got the picture posted, and it says, uh, uh, no criminality, just physicality. And underneath of it is all of the teammates have replied to it and commented and everything else. And one of them was uh, Igor Afanasev. And his his comment was the word moishna in Russian. So I had to look it up. And it said powerfully is the rough translation. It's like, okay, that is a very apt description of Yakov's Trenin's play as of late. And the past three games, he's had two goals, 11 hits, and one fight with a very large human. Um, Maybe the largest. The largest in hockey. Largest Um, in hockey, I would say, yeah. um, So, which is a debatable... That's a hot topic right now on hockey fights and everything else. Hey man, I hate to say it. I love Trennan. I think I think the old man put it on him this time. I don't think he put it on him as much as he, he cut him with the visor. And that's okay. that's what cut him. Well that that was Chara's powerful fist going through the visor. Hey, he's such know what? A See, man. Hey, hey guys, seeing Trennan. With that bloodied face, though, he looks like a warrior. He looks like – and he still proceeded to have a great game after that. Yes. That's the best yes. part. He got So I was listening and... uh, to Jeff Merrick's show today, and um, they had Chris Mason on, and he was asking about the Predators. And uh, Merrick asked uh, Chris, what is wrong with Yakov Trenin that he wants to fight Chara like this? And he said, Yak came out after the game and the broadcast team and the players interact and everything. And he said he was laughing and smiling about it. And he said, well, I beat him so bad last time I figured I would give him another chance. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> okay. hey, man, he was, just, he was just doing his job. Charles was doing his job, too. That's all it is. But. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's always exciting to watch those two go at it. That's for sure. Uh, Trennan said uh, he w- had the jersey up over his face so he couldn't see where the punches were coming from, and he was having to guess, and he guessed he guessed wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so awesome. On this same vein of things, one of my favorite movies of all time, Major League. So there's your Charlie Sheen reference. Yeah, I was waiting well, for it, Kyle. I was waiting for the Charlie Sheen reference. Just a bit outside. Is that it? Yep. Is it just Is a bit outside? Tiger blood? Hey, no. hey, Kyle. No. Kyle, do we have Tiger blood coming into the episode here? No, but it's more like. Okay. <laughs> I got you now. Yeah. <laughs> the Nashville, fortitude. Yes. Nashville leads the league in major penalties. I love that it. That feels like tiger blood, though, Kyle. Yeah, pretty much. They, they got some tiger blood in them. Winning. Is that what yeah. you said? Winning. <laughs> so, as far as fighting goes, and this is another thing that was brought up on Jeff Merrick's show today, is you don't want to play against Nashville because they're going to try to smash you, and then if you try to fight, nine times out of ten, you've lost. Yeah. Um, and if you fight one of them, you're probably going to have to fight two or three of them. Well, yeah. 
And did you guys notice this against the Rangers on a Sunday? The Rangers were getting super annoyed. Like, they were getting really agitated. And it's like, welcome to the club here. This is what the Preds do against every team. This yep. is their style. This is their M.O. Uh, for better or worse, they're going to take some penalties. Uh, it's, it puts UC Soros in some bad situations sometimes. But this is how they play. This is who they are. I was uh, a little shocked that I, there weren't more, um, like, scrums or anything. Like, I was expecting, like, Reeves to throw down with somebody, but I, that never happened. So, I don't know. Uh, Revo's calmed down quite a bit yeah. here in the last few years. So, that yeah. really didn't surprise me. He's <laughs> not going to run somebody or do anything like that unless there's been a blatant dirty something. Move, yeah, man. that's funny. Eric says, well, it's good to see the Preds forecheck at the moment. No one will claim we play sissy hockey. That's for sure. Janelle has become a personal favorite. Yeah, Me everybody, too. Yes, everybody <laughs> loves Janelle as well, and he's another Eric, customer. Eric, that is a really good comment there. We do not <laughs> play sissy hockey in Nashville. Oh, no, sir. That's awesome. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, uh, no more sissy hockey in Nashville. That I, I got so sick and tired the last couple of years of watching everybody just run people from Nashville, and then yes. people just stand around and look. Wait a minute, I, Kyle, go ahead and say it. you got sick of watching Austin Fox or Austin Watson pick fights. Is what you got sick of and lose them every time. Yes, lose them badly every single time. He wasn't afraid to pick one. We'll give him credit no. for that. He'd go in there and take that beating every time. Yeah, he didn't care though. He didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a signed puck of his over here. I was gonna give it away in the the contest, but I didn't think anybody wanted it. So no, somebody will take it. <laughs> yeah, somebody people love it. free stuff. People love free I'm a, stuff. Somebody wants it. I'm gonna hold it. on to it. I'm gonna hold All on right. to it. Um. So on to uh, the next pick. Uh, and that is perfection. UC Soros, two two shutouts in five games, one of them after being sick, having a stomach virus, missing a couple of games, getting big save Dave a couple of starts in there. Uh, UC's up to a 925 save percentage for the year. He's absolutely killing it right now. Um, the way he played against the Rangers, the Rangers are a good team. Yes, they are. The Rangers are not a pushover. They are one of the better teams in the entire league right now. And they were so frustrated because there was so there was three or four super high danger chances that should have went in. Mm-hmm. And just somehow he made the stop on them. And it just I, I made a, a meme this morning and posted it and it was Sorrow's painting a masterpiece in the garden. Dude, that and, was such a cool pick. <laughs> and it, you are an artist, sir. Uh, nerd with too much free time, but I'll take it. Oh, man, there's no. Dude, dude that, you got the best memes of anybody. Dude, that, that pick of Sorrow's coming from behind the net with Madison Square Garden in the uh, in the in front of him. Man, that was such a cool pick. Uh, well done there, Kyle, on that one. That was really cool. But he uh, he was never out of position. He made 
wild saves when he had to. Uh, the one where he fell back on his butt and he covers the puck in between his legs comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was, there was some flurries that I was just sure there was puck going in. Uh, yep. Because you had Zabinajad and uh, Panarin and everybody just down there jabbing and rebounds and and he looked like Mr. Miyagi just picking flies out of midair and it it was something to watch it was something to behold and he's showing that Nashville has a very very interesting goalie conversation going to happen in the next four years. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say, I do, as great as Soros has been, I will say the team defense has also been playing a little better as well in front of him. Uh, that's not not take away from Soros, but I do think the team in general has been playing better in terms of blocking shots, uh, getting in shot lanes, uh, not giving away the puck as much. I think that plays a part in it as well. Uh these these two guys didn't make pick the picks this week, but they're I guess I'll call them an honorable mention since you kind of brought that up. Uh, Benning and Boro, mm-hmm. those two guys have settled in and became a good D pair. Just have. solid. You you don't hear anything about oh they messed up, oh they did this, oh they did that. They made this bad play. They made this bad pass. No. They're getting exit passes out of the zone. They're blocking all kinds of shots. Uh, Boro is removing everybody from near the net with a lot of physical violence. And mm-hmm. they're <laughs> yeah. doing everything you want a third pair to do. Um, I mean, there's those yeah. guys, are, they're third pair of D-men, but they're playing like high-level third pair yeah. D-men. I think Borowiecki <clears throat> put something on Twitter or Instagram talking about being paired with Benning and how well they get along and they, they know the job that they have and they go out and they do their jobs. They don't do anything, you know, flashy, but they, but they get the job done. And they said that that's really, they've, they've bonded and become like better because of working so well together. So it's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. I think their like skill sets complement where yep. uh, Boro is more the stay-at-home defenseman mm-hmm. guy. And Benning has a little bit of that. He can move the puck out a little bit. He's not a Yossi Carrier guy, yeah. but he can move it if he needs he, to. He does get – like when he has to bring it up and he's getting pressured a little bit, he does – you can see that he does struggle a little bit, but he can still – he can still move it around, like you said, but there's there are times when he gets pressured and he kind of like freaks out a little bit, maybe. Yeah, you're not going to want him trying to go up against a McDavid or somebody like that. They're probably going to steal it from him and run away. Uh, but for his job, yeah, he'll be all right. Mm-hmm. So yep. on to our next one, and I actually had to add this in, and I don't, I can't believe I forgot this because. I've literally been preaching about this for the last month and a half. And that the next one is from one of my favorite video games, and that's Finish Him with two ends. There you go. Oh, Finish. I see. Oh, I remember you <laughs> tweeted that, and I was like, that's a good one. I see what you did. Ellie Tolvanen in the last five games has four goals and 11 hits. So he has the same amount of hits as Yakov Trenin. And he has four goals. He's laying the body out. 
Yeah, Mr. Tolman sure. is putting in work. Um, he got those three that were tip-in goals, um, which honestly, I, I, of all the goals I see scored, those baffle me the most. I, I, don't, I can't fathom them either. Yeah, same. I don't understand how you have the hand-eye coordination to get your stick at the right angle in front of a puck moving 80 to 90 mile an hour while moving. Yeah, I just, I don't understand it. But whatever it, whatever it took to get that floodgate open for Tolvanen, mm-hmm. yep. I don't care. <laughs> yep. Because it's it's kept on going since. But yeah, the slam dunk it. goal, the slam dunk goal he scored against, uh, was it New Jersey? Uh, uh, yes. Where he just slapped so. it right past, 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 uh, past uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. I mean, that was just like an exclamation mm-hmm. point. Like, here I am. Uh, this is no doubt about it. This is a goal. Type yep. of, I mean, Whenever, just an incredible uh, goal. Whenever Forsberg came around the backside of the net, or was it Granlin? I can't remember which one it was. It was one of those two. And you, I saw Tolman and pulled the stick back, and I was like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Well, that's his, that's his bread and butter. That is his bread and butter type of goal right there. And so yep. it was so awesome to see it do it. And that was also after Roman Yossi also scored a very similar style yep. uh you know, oh. just a blast of a goal. I couldn't believe how wide open they left him. Like, you cannot do that. No, <laughs> like, he no. had a perfect, perfect lane to the net. It was awesome. There's not many player. defensemen that have a shot as accurate as Yost. Um, mm-hmm. You can leave a lot of defensemen that open, and they're probably going to whiff it. He's not. He's going to pick yeah. a corner. Yeah. Uh, especially that – I. I'm like you guys. I don't understand how he got left that open because mm-hmm. yeah. there was nobody around. No, nope. So our last one. This is a little bit long. I posted a thing earlier and I said perfect, pro- perfect podcast preparation. And I was watching the movie Miracle. Oh, such a good one of movie. my favorite movies. Um, and what I was watching it for was a a quote from that movie. And if you look into it, there was actually a lot more said by Herb Brooks and that was legs feed the wolf. And he said, the legs feed the wolf. Gentlemen, think about it. What do wolves eat? They hunt in packs. There is no such thing as a lone wolf who can survive in the wilderness. Wolves live together, hunt together, eat together. How does a pack of wolves hunt? They chase their prey for miles and miles until their prey tires out and drops to the ground out of fatigue. The wolves outlast their prey. They don't have to be faster to win. They just have to be able to run farther and longer than the animals they hunt. Strong legs can run farther than weak legs, so it is indeed the legs that feed the wolf. That is the mentality of this team this year. They are running people down the entire game. They push people till what what you all were saying about the uh, the Rangers, how they just looked disheveled, they looked confused because nobody has just ran them and been on that forecheck and been on the back check and been just relentless because they start the forecheck on that first shift. If especially if the Janot Sissons trending line starts the game, 
they're going to come at you guns a blazing and start putting you in the, in the glass, the first shift of the game mm-hmm. that, and I talk about Dan high note a lot and that's his mentality. You run people up and down that ice as hard as you can for 60 minutes. You're eventually going to get in their heads and get them tired and get them off their game. And that's when you take advantage of them. And, and, and to that note, uh, Kyle, they win loose puck battles. They, what I've noticed about the Preds over this winning stretch here over the last like seven games or whatever is every time you see a 50, 50 puck battle, I feel like the Preds are just smothering that other player, whoever it is to get that loose puck. And a lot of times they get the loose puck and they knock it back out to the point man and they set up. They set mm-hmm. up zone time, and it might not end in a goal. I noticed that in the Rangers game. In the Rangers game, even though they only scored one goal, they were finding loose pucks, and they were figuring out ways to keep it on that end of the ice and mm-hmm. not let the Rangers manufacture a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. They were keeping the Rangers out. They were making them have to do long shifts and – just they were all out of sorts they couldn't get a rhythm set up they they forced them to play their game and when you can force another team to play your game you've you've got them that's what it boils down to you're in control mm-hmm. uh, and to go into somebody else's barn and do that to them especially a place like madison square garden that's you don't get much more legendary as far as arena go. Um, <laughs> so True. those, that was something that was not a game. I expected to go that way. Uh, quite honestly, whenever, whenever I heard Duchesne and Johansson were both out, yep. um, everybody came in and is pulling the rope. Michael McCarron almost scored a goal. I don't know if y'all remember <laughs> yeah. this play. He he did. Yep. It was inches inches from being a goal I, yep. and, and you know what i never saw matt luff do anything dumb i don't remember him yeah. being brought up yeah. uh i was yeah. about to bring matt luff up he didn't play a lot of minutes i think he played less than 10 minutes of the game but he certainly did not do anything boneheaded to to make you feel uh like this guy does not need to be back in the lineup obviously he's only playing because of Matt Duchesne being out. But, I mean, he, the guy's got over 60 games of NHL experience. So, it really speaks to the depth of this team. Mm-hmm. And we've really, you know, blasted David Poyle for making some really dumb uh, decisions in the past. But uh, a lot of people are ready to move on from him. But the depth of this farm – of the minor league system and – the, the NHL roster itself is really showing itself right now because, I mean, the team has dealt with plenty of injuries, including Phil Forsberg, mm-hmm. uh, who was out for a while, and they're still figuring out ways to win. And uh, so kudos to them figuring out a way to beat the Rangers, uh, even with Matt Duchesne, their leading goal scorer out. I mean, just yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. And that, that one goal was sick too, by the way. We haven't talked about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That pass from Forsberg was like beautiful. And then for him to finish it right in the slot like that, it was just awesome. 
So awesome to see. Um, Phil, Phil seems like he's figuring it out. Uh, oh, yeah. He's not having a bad first year, but he's not having a super great first year, which I think could actually end up being better for him. He's not having all the pressure put on him at the get-go. Yeah, um, right. That's true. Eric had a good question. You guys know if Deshane's hurt for long. That was one thing missing in the Rangers game. We still struggle for finishing up front. Um, day-to-day, they right? have, they, Yeah, the, all they've said is day-to-day. Um, I hope it's not for long. Uh, I think they're well, – I would, I, would, I would think that they're just being cautious with him. Yeah. Uh, you see that day-to-day uh, designation with a player like Deshane in an 82-game season. Um, it's probably one of those things where if it was a, this is just me, uh, uh, giving my initial thought on it. I'm not behind the scenes at all, but, uh, I would think that if it was a playoff do or die situation, he'd be playing right now. That's just my overall belief about it. Uh, I think that the team feels really good about their prospects and about their players who, just like we were just saying, like a Matt Luff, uh, who can come in and fill in for a couple mm-hmm. games. Um, and the team knows what they have to do uh, defensively in the way they play uh, where maybe they can survive a game or two without Matt Duchesne or, you know, Phil Forsberg missed up several games and the team still figured out a way to keep their head above water and not completely fall apart. So that really gives you a lot of confidence and that this team can maybe – sustain a full 82 game season and all the yep. injuries that are inevitably going to happen. Maybe they can just figure it out and they got players who can come in when injured players go down. I bet. I bet he'll be back Thursday against Colorado. It wouldn't surprise me since they don't have to, since they're not playing Calgary. I bet, I bet he'll be back. That's you just a guess so. though. Yeah, uh, and we didn't even mention that at the beginning of the episode. So the game, I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know this, but uh, yes, the game was can uh, postponed, not canceled, but postponed uh, on Tuesday night against the Calgary Flames. They the Calgary. Flames have a little bit of a COVID outbreak going, and this is actually going on throughout the league. It's becoming a really big problem, yeah. and it's really making it a huge obstacle that the Olympics are going to be able to happen for the NHL players because they have to make up these games in February. Yeah. It's a bummer because I was really looking forward to hockey in the Olympics, but I don't want it to jeopardize the hockey season, obviously. So. All right. With that, here's the, here's one more thing of talking about the Olympics. Most of the arenas have booked their arenas. uh, Oh, during that Olympic break. Oh, so that's not good. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't that, think could, about be, that, that could be a problem. Wow. Uh, Let's get into our NHL quick hitters here with uh, Kyle uh, to wrap up episode 88 of Catfish and Ice presented by DraftKings. Uh, our first quick hitter of the night is uh, let's talk about the Evander Kane situation with Kyle. Uh, he's on what he's, uh, yeah. That face says it all. Yeah, How do you Kyle, feel about Kyle's him? Like, I don't like it. <laughs> he makes his AHL debut. No one thinks he's going to the Preds, but uh, 
Just tell me, do you think he ends up on an NHL team? Do you think that he's just going to – I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with it? Uh, Logan Mayu did. The uh, Canadians draft pick. Oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, so, wouldn't surprise me if somebody picked him up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at it too. It 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 turns out that that all the like some of the baggage that he brings with him, some of it was like the things that were blamed on him weren't true, but then like as soon as that started getting cleared up, he did something else goofy and it's like you're not helping your case here. So, I don't know. And the fact that his own teammates don't want him there have came out publicly and said we don't want him here. We yeah. don't want him in the locker room. Why do you want a guy like that? Especially for a place like Nashville where the locker room seems like it's the best it's been in years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, if you're just a team that is straight up doing nothing but chasing a cup and you don't care and it's just all business, maybe I could see that. But I don't. Somebody will pick him up, I bet. But I don't think Nashville's the spot for him. No, he he doesn't seem like a, a Nashville kind of player. Mm-mm. So no, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. all right, then There's, another uh, quick another quick hitter here. We have uh, uh finally the Stars are shedding some goaltenders here. Uh, they have all these goaltenders, and we we see uh, uh, Hudobin is finally on waivers here. Uh, what do we think about that? Go ahead, Kyle. You go first. <laughs> I'm kind of sad. I like Dobby. I know, me uh, too. <laughs> uh, uh, he's not a bad goalie. I mean, he's not had a great year this year, but they, they've they got the, to have a surplus. Uh, yeah. The year the when they were playing in the bubble or whatever, they rode him so hard and, like, he had some very, very tough games, and he kept them – took them all the way to the end. You know, they couldn't finish it and win the cup, but, like, that dude played his butt off, and it's kind of sad to see him get put on waivers like this. But there's no yeah. way – I don't I don't know. Unless there's something else going on, there's no way that well, Holtby's well, better than him. What was, was well, that's what it. was weird. It's not even about Holtby anymore. They have uh, – they have their equivalent to uh, Connor Ingram for us and yeah. Jake Ottinger, Jake Ottinger, who yeah. is a really and, good and, young goaltender. And that's why when they added Holtby over the offseason, it made no sense to me because I was like, why do you need Holtby, uh, a, a goaltender that's way past his prime? And so now they've, they've pretty much made a waste of a move because now they put uh, Hudobin on waivers, which, I mean, I expect someone to pick him up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it would be, you know, it's, I mean, you think of teams that are like really bad off at goaltender, uh, look at, uh, Buffalo right now, their best goalie is Malcolm Subban. Uh, Colorado's had goaltending issues all year. Uh, Seattle. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how they with, are. Uh, with Grubauer, Philip Grubauer. Yeah. yeah. Talking I mean, about a- see, they're in a bad shape at goaltender. There's several teams out there that are mm-hmm. either yeah, very, very thin or very flawed. Yeah, he'll 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 get picked up off waivers somewhere. He won't clear waivers, I wouldn't think. I'd be totally surprised. 
No, I, I don't. It really Seattle. wouldn't surprise me to see Colorado grab him. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, and he's one of those types of goaltenders where he can hit a hot streak and be a really good player for a team. Yeah. Speaking of Seattle, I was just looking at the standings, man. They are in a bad way right now. <laughs> they're not, they're definitely not going to uh, have the same luck as Vegas did in their first year. <clears throat> they're That's pretty- tough. Whew. They are having. Oh, wow. I Sorry, yeah. I just uh, pulled up the power rankings on Money Puck, and the Preds are eighth. Uh, wow, really? It's crazy to hear, like, to see – People on like ESPN Plus, like during the intermissions, talking about how Tortorella, talking about how tough the Preds are and all this stuff. You just haven't heard that for several years. It's it's good to hear. Yeah, uh, whenever you get Canadian shows talking about Nashville hockey, you're you're doing yeah. something. Yeah, it's crazy. It's good. It's Sorry, I derailed good. it. Going I was looking to, to see uh, where Seattle going was. Going back to uh, Hudobin here. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Let's go back to Hudobin here. Uh, Eric on uh, YouTube says Ottinger actually outplays them both. He's like a 950 save percentage. Small sample size still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ottinger Jake is actually, he, he is the equivalent to R. Connor Ingram. Ottinger is actually right behind UC in goal save above expected. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, the, so the stars have their goaltender here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's their goalie of the future, right there. Uh, absolutely, for sure. All right, so this has been episode eighty-eight of Catfish on Ice. We appreciate everyone joining us for this jam-packed episode. We will be reacting live on Thursday to episode eighty-nine with the Colorado Avalanche coming. Bridgestone Arena. Can't wait for that. Let's hope that we can solve all of our, our nightmares that we have recently mm-hmm. had against that one. <laughs> I no don't know about that, but we'll see. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it's yeah. Been rough. But the Preds, they are totally vibing. That's what we all like to say these days. The Preds, they're vibing. They're totally doing that. And now they have a three day break due to this little COVID outbreak with Lanes. I think maybe it could be a blessing in disguise. They could get a little bit of rest here. Uh, they have been playing a lot of games lately. So yeah. uh, we will see everyone on Thursday. Again, we will present it by DraftKings. This has been episode 88 of Catfish and Ice with Kyle Perkins, Rich Howe, and Chadman. We appreciate everyone. Thank you so much to Max Greenberg for also joining us earlier in the episode. And we will see you Thursday. Everyone have a great week.
soundtrack. 